welcome back to the C-Town Podcast, where I invite on Seattle area business owners, entrepreneurs, and community personalities to share their stories. Today's guest is Caleb Quick, a good friend of mine and owner of the West Seattle-based remodeling company, Restored Design and Remodel. In the interest of full disclosure, Caleb is also a friend of mine whom I've done a few jobs with in my past life as a finished carpenter and whom I have referred some of my real estate business clients to for remodels. So... Welcome, Caleb. Thank you for being on here. Good morning. Welcome to my small office in the backyard of my West Seattle house. Um, yeah, so I am uh, owner of Restored Design and Remodel, and um, I have a, a wife who's also an interior designer and three little kids who also think they're interior designers. And um, yeah, we love West Seattle. Been here for about 10 years. Uh, plan on staying here for... Uh, for the rest of our lives, we hope. And um, I run a high-end remodeling company, custom additions, kitchens, baths. It's a, it's a niche that we love that I've done for, for most of my life, and I'm pretty excited that it's a business now. How did you get into remodeling and carpentry, and what's kind of that <clears throat> Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you always look back on your life and wonder, how the heck did I get here? Um, for me... Carpentry was always a side business, I guess, to be honest. It was a uh, summertime job, building homes, um, working with a buddy of my mine. His dad owned a construction company, and we, you know, we started digging, digging holes, moving lumber piles, and eventually got to start framing and doing some, um, you know, more carpentry-related things. It was around then that I realized I absolutely loved it. The Physical work was awesome. Um, I love the mathematics, the geometry behind it. And eventually got into a remodel, which was a lot different than a new construction um, custom home. A remodel came with a set of challenges that I had never tackled before. Old homes, you know, they don't play by the same rules. They're, they're, um, they're leaning, leaning in certain directions. They're out of square, out of plumb. And, you know, it it seemed an impossible feat. And the guy I was working with was a tremendous remodel carpenter. And it was right then and there I decided this is what I want to do. The challenge was greater. And uh, I absolutely loved it. And anyways, through that, uh, I was in college and continued to work my way as a, as a carpenter, just basically making ends meet. And uh, my wife and I married and uh, lived up in Bellingham, and then we moved back to Seattle. And um, I got a job as a lead carpenter um, locally uh, for another company. And um, we were, my wife was pregnant with our first, and then the economy crashed. Uh, 2008 happened. And I was stuck between having to make some hard decisions. And like many guys at that time, I decided to go out on my own. And uh, you know, really, the worst time to start a business, <laughs> 2008. Um, but what else were we going to do? And so I was doing everything I could. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of broken fences that I mended around West Seattle in 2008. Let's put it that way. And brought on a buddy of mine, close friend of mine, Ryan, who also came from that prior company. And, uh, you know, we kind of hit the ground running. And, and you know, before I knew it, two years later, I, I had a company, I had multiple employees, and had to make some hard decisions again about whether I was going to remain in the field as a carpenter or, or 
become uh, basically a guy in an office running spreadsheets. And that was um, a transition point and very difficult at the time. Uh, but I couldn't be more thankful that I made that transition now, you know, six years later from that, that date, eight years later from starting the company. So that's kind of a background on, on, on how I got into the business. Um, I think my, my wife and I's old joke was I, I went to college to become a teacher. I was a math guy, so I was going into demography and sociology. And so I, I went to get my teaching degree. And, and just before um, I started teaching school, I decided, why don't I take one year off, go make a little money as a, as a carpenter, and uh, then we'll, I'll get back into teaching school and we'll go right back on our career path. And, uh, so you that's know. how it starts, right? It's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, and here I am. Yeah. So any day now, I'm going back into teaching school. Any day. Yeah, so there you go. Um, you kind of alluded to it. You guys do, do you know, high-end remodeling. Um, what would you say kind of your, your niche, your specialty? And what yeah. You know? Um, yeah, and I think the word high-end is thrown around a lot, and I probably use it too much. I, I think it, it is distinguishing. Um, it's it's a distinguish between probably what is another common remodel, which might be a flip um, or an investment property. Uh, and so so that's not what we do, and, and not for any other reason, but, but I think we price ourselves out of that arena. And so we price ourselves into an arena of a kind of remodel where people want to stay in this house long-term. And so it's not generally short-term remodels. And so the investment that is made is more of an emotional investment. Um, it's not common that somebody would, would spend you know sixty to $90,000 on a kitchen, for example, if they planned on selling that home in two years. Sure. I would also tell them that would not be a great investment. However, if this is a home and a property that they see themselves in for 15 years or more, then the investment's not a financial one as much as it is, you know, a quality of life investment. So that's the kind of remodels we do, and therefore that puts us into a category of, you know, a master bath, a full-scale kitchen, and especially um, as of recent, it's been full-scale additions. We've we've definitely seen a rise in those, and it could be two different things. The, the growth in our company allows us to take on those projects simultaneously the economy is getting better. And so, so there are uh, more, you know, loans available. People are more interested in taking equity out of their homes and doing larger scale additions. Those have become more frequent. So at this point, additions have actually become more our niche than kitchens and then baths in that order. Now the, uh, there's obviously, you know, a number of other companies out there in Seattle that do remodels, you know, some for flips, some kind mm-hmm. of the same, you know, categories, what you guys go for. Sure. You know, how do you, how do you guys kind of, uh, differentiate yourselves, you know, as far as others in the industry in, in this area? Um, that is a tough question. I mean, that's the, that's the million dollar question. Um, one of the fundamental principles to our business, my business and the way we run it is, the process, um, and, and not just the product. And what I mean by that is emphasis put on the final product is good. The outcome, uh, everybody loves the before and after picture. I'm always interested though. We should have a middle picture, the during picture. And I'm interested in how people's emotional experiences during this remodel. 
If you've never been through a full-scale remodel, you might not know the effect emotionally that it has on you, uh, your marriage potentially, your children, your animal. There are people in and out of your house for four to six to nine months of your of your life, and that that is a major burden. And so, the process has become very important. The process being um, the order of events and um, how it goes for each client. So some specifics to that that I hope differentiate us uh, would be um, essentially a long design process prior to ever engaging into that project. For some people, it's almost drudgery, but we want to make sure that we get through as much as we possibly can prior to ever putting a hole in your house. And then we've established a good design and we move into the actual project. Well, throughout the project, weekly or, or, or every other week, we provide online calendars which show you what to expect, what's coming next. We provide budget updates to show you exactly where we are. Um, uh, a remodel is, is, is a kind of project that you do as much predicting as you can, but still there are things that you cannot foresee. And so it's important that we keep everybody on the same page where we're at. Sure. Uh, one of the early on mistakes I made as, as a young contractor was you know, not giving people enough information to make good decisions when we were in the middle of it. And we've definitely changed that, and it's been very helpful. And so that process of taking people through it um, and, and giving them predictability of what's going to come next so they have a sense of your water is going to be shut off, not tomorrow, but in two weeks. Um, or you're not going to want to be here in four weeks from this date because we're going to be uh, you know, spraying insulation or something and you're not going to want to have your animals here. That part of the process to me is invaluable. That's what makes people's experience better um, is some forethought and carrying through it. Now, the end product, we still think is the best darn product that you're going to get. Sure. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a little biased there, of course. But the process itself has been one that we've really honed in on, and I think we've done a good job, and and, and our past clients, I believe, would agree with that. Sure, and, that, and that's the feedback I've gotten from uh, clients that we share. You know, mm-hmm. Clients that I've referred to you, and the feedback I've always gotten is, you know, we love Caleb, mm-hmm. we love you know the communication, the planning, the you know everything's up front. And then it's kind of a bonus. Hey, the end product is also amazing. Um, That's great to hear. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and the reality is you're only as good as, you know, the guys that are doing the work. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I sometimes realize how my job has come down to basically a glorified planner, you know I mean? And, and setting things up and, and, you know, working through designs. But the reality is we have a really great architect and multiple that we work with, one in particular. We have a great engineering crew. My guys who work for me, who are on the payroll, you know, worked for me for a long time. I mean, these guys, you know, are not only some of my best friends, but some of the best darn carpenters out there. And so they value the same kinds of things, having a good, smooth process. Um, and, And that product, that final product, is built upon stages and stages uh, you know, you're not going to have a good drywall install. If you didn't install your framing right, you're not going to have good uh, detailed door casing and window casing uh, if your drywaller wasn't very good. Every single step matters. Yeah. 
And so I appreciate that feedback, but I can't tell you enough how much the guys appreciate that feedback because they put so much into it. Sure. And and often most people don't see it, but when they do see it, it's really cool. It's a it's a really neat thing for guys to get that feedback. So um there was something else I was going to say, but you're going to edit this out anyways. Uh, <laughs> what the heck was I just going to say about product process feedback? Um, oh, this is live, by the way. Yeah, this is live. <laughs> hey, Mom. Uh, I cannot remember for the life of me. It'll come back to me. There was something that you had jogged my uh, mind on, but go ahead. Okay. So one thing I was going to kind of touch on, it's uh, you know, the flavor I've definitely gotten is that there's a... There's investment. There's obviously a uh, a client-facing culture that you know. There's a consistency uh, with the work, with the appearance of the workers, with you know the quality of care you take while they're while you're in the home. But then I've also gathered there's definitely this internal culture of like pride. It's not just a revolving door of you know people looking for their next paycheck, but you know all the sure. workers yeah. uh, are on the same page as far as you know the the, the mission essentially. You know the what you're trying to do, uh, what you're going for, and um, yeah. kind of work. You know? I mean, it's it's completely true. Although I I will be you know honest. I mean, one of the fundamentally most difficult things are finding guys and gals who share the same vision and who want the same culture. And so, meanwhile, while I've had a few guys who have stayed with me from the beginning, it had felt like a revolving door in the beginning, um, for sure. I, I saw a lot of guys come through the door. Um, I can say this, since the beginning of me being in business, I've never laid somebody off, but I've fired plenty. And the reason that distinction is important is we've always done a good job at, at, at keeping a consistent work flow. But if you're not the right person, and, and for some guys, that, that might have just been um, a personality thing. They just, just didn't fit with how we were doing things, and nothing wrong with them. But eventually, over time, the right crew begins to stick. And um, that's where we are. I mean, I've got six guys working for me. We're small, um, but six amazing guys, and uh, one office manager, a gal who's been with me since the beginning. Um, and those people, you, you, you do what you can to keep them on board. Sure. And so in that regard, you're correct. Um, that they share the same culture, they, they have the same level of pride and taking pride in the quality of the work, um, the pride in the client interaction, um, and the kind of the utmost seriousness is uh, paid to the clients. Um, this is their home, this is not ours. Mm -hmm. This is their remodel, not ours. And so I, I think that's more to the experience that we try to provide. So I'm very, very happy with the guys we have, but, um, you know, there's always thoughts and visions of expanding and growing. Um, but you can, you know, in this culture, you have to be careful. You got to grow slow. Sure. It's not where we're it, right now, more than ever, there's probably a, a temptation to want to expand mm -hmm. suddenly mm -hmm. strike while the iron's hot. And I'm sure some guys are and, and good for them. That's just not us. We're, we're slow. And um, I'd love to get out there and swallow up as many possible jobs as I can, but we're going to take it to the degree that we can handle it. Sure. I mean, on that note, what is kind of the, uh, how do you envision, you know, the, the growth of the company or the trajectory going forward? I would like to see us in the next five years be running, um, you know, four full-scale remodels at a time. That's kind of, right now we can run two to three at once. Any more 
then that right now honestly would would put more gray hair and darker circles under my eyes. So I'm <laughs> I'm maxed out yeah. and happy with where we're at. So getting too big too fast is a concern of mine. And yet I don't want to get comfortable with where we're at. So we're on a slow trajectory over the next five years to work our way towards a crew of 10 running four full-scale remodels per quarter. Okay. That's kind of the way I've written it out. Cool. What would you say is the most enjoyable aspect of what you do? Most enjoyable aspect. That's a great question. Um, and there's so many things I enjoy about it. Just give me the top 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Working our way from 25 backwards. If I could say a couple things. One thing that I absolutely love is becoming involved in our community. And I don't mean that we're donating to the Boys and Girls Club, though I'd love to. We're not there yet, but we plan to be um, financially um, you know, donating to our community. But, but West Seattle specifically, one of my favorite things is, is to be shopping in the grocery store. I got my kids, I got my wife, and then to see a past client. And you know, to see them and see a, just a huge smile, a, a genuine affection, between myself and them to say, hey, I enjoy you, you enjoy me, we did, could have been a small project, could have been a major project. So getting involved in the community in that way is great. To, to have my children um, you know, know that this is what their father does for work, and um, we have a good reputation, and they see me go to work every day, I love that. Um, as far as specifically the remodel industry, um, I absolutely love working with people. I mean, there is... Uh, nothing better. Uh, I'm stuck in an office half the time, so I just absolutely love the meetings. I love to interact with people. Everybody is so different. I have yet to meet two similar clients with two similar visions. Mm -hmm. It is always um, a new remodel. So I love that aspect of it. I love people. I love to see what their dreams are and how we can do it and then get it within a budget that's in a timeline that's realistic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, establishing ourselves in the community is a big one. Working with people, um, and lastly, is probably just the guys that work for me um, and, and my one gal there, Jenny. It, to, those developer long-term relationships are, are huge. I mean, everybody wants to love where they go to work. Well, I, I'm sure not everybody can say that, but I can honestly say I love the people I work with, and that is, that's huge. So those are my, those are my top three. So Caleb, what, what would you say some I don't know, extracurricular activities, you know, when you're not uh, planning your next remodel, what, what do you enjoy doing? I, well, I'm, I'm a musician as well. I'm a piano player. I've been doing that most of my life. So I love to play the piano, um, playing with my children. There's really nothing funnier and funner uh, all at once to play with humans the age of six three and one. Um, we love to snowboard and ski. My wife and I, she was a ski instructor for years. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I, I, I love music. It's, it's kind of a, a passion of mine and, um, playing the piano and now getting to kind of teach my kids music, um, is, is, has been really cool. And other than that, uh, my wife and I consider ourselves professional daters. We like to go out and eat and drink in West Seattle as much as possible. There you go. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, we'll uh, look forward to you becoming less busy with work so that you can start teaching our kid how to play piano. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Well, 
Well, Caleb, thanks for your time today. I mean, even as a, a friend, I learned some stuff uh, during the interview. So yeah, uh, hopefully yep. the, uh, the audience finds it enjoyable as well. If if people want to get a hold of you or you know have more questions about uh, a remodel project or what you do, uh, how how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, best way is probably email. Um, will you will you post uh, our email to to this? If not, I can say it. Um, best email is my first name, Caleb C A L E B at our website, restoredremodel.com, R-E-S-T-O-R-E-D.com. And Christian, when do we turn this microphone around on you? Uh, hopefully never. I, don't, I really like being in front <laughs> yeah? of the microphone. Yeah. No? Oh, I think we'd love to hear about you. <laughs> so, good. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Christian. Well, that wraps up this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the C-Town Podcast on iTunes. And if you like what you're hearing, leave me a review and share with your friends. And if you have any suggestions or feedback for me, you can email me at christianharris at ctown.com. That's c-town.com. If you would like to be a guest on my podcast, you can also send me an email at that same address or find out more by visiting ctown.com. Thanks for listening.